0: Welcome back to Travel Biz CEO. This week is part two of our three-part series on bringing on ICs or independent contractors into your travel business. Last week, we were joined by Denise Lorenzen of Dreams Consulting, where we dug into the path that led Denise to bringing on ICs. We got into who this is a good business model for, who it isn't for, and what makes people like Denise thrive in this role. This week, same questions, same topic, but very different business model and approach. This week, we are joined by Michelle Schwartz of Making Memories Travel. Also a KTA member, Michelle has a unique style of bringing on ICs to her team. So enjoy this part two episode of bringing ICs onto your travel business. Hey, Travel Advisors, you are listening to the Travel Biz CEO Podcast by Kinship Travel Academy. It's not enough to just love travel. You need to have the appropriate business systems, marketing strategies, and mindset tune-ups and coaching to make it in this business and step into the role of CEO. That's why we focus on all three. We are Wendy, Ashley, and Crystal, your hosts of Travel Biz CEO and the founders of Kinship Travel Academy. We are three travel advisors that saw a glaring need in the travel industry, the need to look at the whole advisor. Through our own travel business journeys, we all joined communities and signed up for courses and masterminds to help push us to the next level and all of them ended up falling short of our expectations. That's why we started Kinship Travel Academy, where we focus on the mind, body, and soul for the marketing, business operations, and mindset of a travel advisor. It's a program for modern travel advisors created by modern travel advisors. Welcome to the next chapter of the travel industry.
1: Hello everyone, welcome back to KTA's Travel Biz CEO podcast. I'm Ashley Medish McCoy, one of the founders here of KTA. And today I am privileged to be joined by Michelle Schwartz, one of our awesome, generous, brilliant KTA members who is gonna be talking to me about the whole quote unquote queen bee business model, having ICs in your agency. Um, I'm not going to take too much time talking here. I want Michelle to impart all of her wisdom on us. Um, but just so you know, her business is making memories traveled and she will be sharing her business information in the show notes. If you want to look her up, I would love for her to tell us her story about her business. So without further ado, take it away, Michelle, tell us about you and your travel agency. Oh goodness. Well, thank you so much
2: for having me. I, love all three of you and it's such a pleasure to get to spend one-on-one time with you. Yay, um, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Very exciting. So um well we've heard of the accidental entrepreneur. So I feel like I became the accidental um host. Um hmm. although I hate calling myself a host because I I don't want to ever be a host agency. Like that's hmm. not my goal. Um I, but I was, I offered to do, you know, we're stuck in COVID, not traveling and in a group that I, it's a a Disney fan group that I'm a Mm -hmm. big part of on Facebook um, and honored to be the person who does every week we do a feature in that group called Travel Agent Tuesday Mm -hmm. and I was selected to be the admin of Travel Agent Tuesday, which was just a huge, huge honor and a really big deal for me, Um, and I, so as that, people started reaching out to me to kind of be like, well, what's it like to be a Disney travel agent, and what do you do, and you know, how did you get started, and I would just do informational interviews, Mm -hmm. and uh, the first person who came on my team, she's now my agency manager. Her name is Erin. She's my right and left hand side. She is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, she reached out to me to do an informational interview and offered to buy me a, Starg- a Starbucks gift card in return. And I told her, I was like, well, that's fine. I'll, I'm happy to do an informational interview. But seeing as it's in the middle of COVID and I'm not very busy right now. <laughs> um, please take your Starbucks gift card and pay it forward. Like next time you're in the drive through line, buy coffee for the person behind you or something. And that's just the kind of person I am. Mm-hmm. I love to share my experiences. I'm a collaborator, not a com- competitor. And I mm-hmm. always learn as much about the person that I'm talking to as the person hopefully learns from me. And so, um, she said I was the only person who did that. And, oh. So she contacted me and she was like, I wanna, I wanna do this with you. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, you do realize like literally, I think it was April or May, right after the pandemic started. <laughs> I was like, it's really not the best time. You get that, right? And she's like, it's okay. And I I really do feel like we were kind of destined to be together because mm-hmm. her skill sets are everything that I am not. Like. I'm the market. It's kind of like the you and Crystal, actually. I was just going to say that sounds <laughs> yeah. a lot
1: like Crystal in my like, yeah. beginning, basically. Yeah, <laughs> she
2: is all about systems and our CRM and workflow mm-hmm. automations and Ooh. the travel joy and Travelify templates. And I am all about the social media and the marketing and the, yeah. <laughs> and the, the networking and the talking and the this and the that. And so mm-hmm. um, we became a team. And then once I had her on... Of course, her being the systems expert, she made me realize that I didn't really have any in place. And so- (laughs) That happens to a lot of people. You're not alone. (laughs) Yeah. So she kind of whipped up, like, here is what we need to do. And through her, systems were developed. And every time a new IC comes on, our systems have just gotten better and better and better. And because of what she put in place, actually better at self-selecting, Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I try to call them my team because Mm -hmm. even though in essence, it is everyone's individual travel business, there are some stipulations that I'm sure you are sure you will ask me about, but so that's Mm kind of how it started. Like I had no intention Mm -hmm. of getting outside of the Disney bubble or bringing on anybody else. And, um,
1: both of those things kind of happened organically. That's interesting. So you started your IC model, so to speak, in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) I want you to back up though, just and tell us about the foundation of your agency. Uh, As I understand it correctly, you're, well, you don't have to answer this because I'll toot your horn for you. Michelle's a very successful blogger. And if I understand correctly, that's what led you into being a travel agent was you start off blogging or no, tell me, tell me the right
2: story. Okay. So I, I was, was a very successful blogger and actually I'll be honest, literally uh, I know the exact date that I stopped and it was November 8th of 2016. Mm. I woke up and I was like, I literally was like, how can I write about weddings and all things happy and hmm. engagements and pretty pictures and like gorgeous wedding cakes and florals, because I'm like, they're basically meaningless right now. Like the world yeah. is coming to an end. That was the <laughs> devastation that I felt that day. Yeah. And and I, I, I just couldn't do it. And so I couldn't devote the energy that it needed a- anymore. And I felt like i taken it as far as I was gonna be able to take it and I sold it and wow, yeah and that interestingly enough it may be what was in my head at that moment that led me into this kind of dark deep place but it turned out I really think it was the universe talking to me because I was on the tipping point about getting into wedding blogging and I was on the tipping point of getting out of it right after I did sell and get out of it, the whole model kind of turned on its head. The biggest Mm -hmm. one, she had been my mentor. She actually ended up selling hers to AOL and they ended up shutting it down. So it was just, I just had a sixth sense about it. Mm -hmm. And so then I was really like, wow, what am I going to do now? And I kind of, you know, I always love to travel and that's definitely part of my, my own self going happy therapy. So mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to really learn about the industry. And I had always been in hospitality and the hotel side of it. So I really wanted to learn more about, and I ended up in several bad models. So Mm. when I decided to go out on my own and start my own, it was really a chance for me to redo all the bad experiences I had had in being hosted or being an independent contractor with others. Um, And that's not to say that because in case those people out there are listening, that their model isn't bad. It it might work. It just Mm -hmm. wasn't for me. And part of that, I think, is because I had been a successful entrepreneur and I was so passionate about my branding and about blogging and about SEO and about all the things that I had done as a successful wedding blogger that I didn't like not having any control about that. (laughs) like I knew what needed to be done to put my name on the map as a success uh, to showcase my my, um, authority. Mm -hmm. And I say that in the SEO way to showcase my authority. And I I wasn't able to do that. Mm -hmm. And, and so I really started making memories travel with the idea that it was going to be different than every other model out there. And I took that even as I brought on ICs that I wanted them to experience The things that had made me irritated and felt, irritated is a bad word, felt like I had a straitjacket on and I was just constantly trying to get out of it, like fighting the straitjacket. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried to do things differently. And I think Mm -hmm. that ultimately, I don't know if that's the correct way. Like maybe some of these people actually knew more what they were doing in terms of making revenue. But in mm. terms of developing a team, yeah. I think that I've done a good job at
1: that. Wow, there's a lot to unpack there. I First, know. <laughs> I think you're not the only one that went through somewhat of an existential crisis after the results of the last election.
0: Thank
1: um, you. So kudos to you for coming out you know, the other end and figuring out something that's gonna work for you. But the second thing is I totally resonate with what you said about those other people have a model that probably may produce more revenue, but your goal was to create a team because that's something that I found in my host agency. You know, I similarly wanted to create an environment that felt like a team, felt like a place where people could completely define who they wanted to be as a business owner. Mm -hmm. And, you know, admittedly, it's, it's not been the highest revenue producing team, but I feel good knowing that people feel free to do what they want to do in their business, how they want to do it, and that they can depend on each other. So it, I think what you're what you're saying and what I'm saying is there's more than one way <laughs> to right. run a business and it's okay. So thank you for sharing that story. Uh, and um, yeah, so thank you. Um, All right. So I'm going to move on to the next questions. Okay. So now, so since you had your first person, her name was Erin, right? Reach Mm -hmm. out to you. You've had subsequent people asked to join your team. I guess my question is why did you decide to bring on subsequent people? Like, what, What has been your motivator for bringing on more ICs?
2: Well, I think originally it was, I want to be an earmarked agency with Disney. Like, that Mm -hmm. was just the goal that I had put out from the very beginning. I wanted to be earmarked. And
1: Mm -hmm. that in and of itself is. Yeah, you have to have a certain certain level of sales. Okay.
2: And that in and of itself has its own like whole controversy that Mm -hmm. Facebook travel agent, Disney groups, you'll feel the stress of it. I can only and, imagine. <laughs> yeah, right. When a bunch of Disney travel fans get together, it's like, and, but that was just something that I really wanted for my own edification. I'm an educational snob. Like I love to learn if I could be a mm-hmm. full-time in college, like that would be my <laughs> dream life. So it was just, I want that logo. I know that my clients will not necessarily know what what it is but I want to be able to say it about myself Mm -hmm. so I quickly realized that I wasn't that wasn't going to happen on my own and so I think originally after Erin came on board and she started started to systemize things I was like oh okay well if I really want to be earmarked then now that there's kind of a model in place for doing this, then Mm -hmm. I probably need to do it. But again, based on previous hosting experiences that I had had, I was like, no more than 10. That was always like, it was Mm going to be small. I was going to keep it small enough to manage. And that included me. So no more than nine others.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I was like, I can do, I, I, I know that I can become earmarked with that amount. I don't have to be 60 people. That being said, those 10 or me and the nine others, were going to have to have some serious like energy and momentum towards selling Disney. Mm-hmm. And then it also just worked out that each of us had sort of a different interest in different parts of Disney. And, and I'm also an avid cruiser. So then it was like, I specialize in adult only trips to Disney, but I also love to cruise. So now I kind of wanted to expand into cruises. So then it was like, well, then might as well learn how to book whatever we want Mm
1: -hmm. and
2: not, and hopefully, you know, become a specialist in more than just Disney, even though I I try and say in my bio, Disney will always have my heart. Mm -hmm. And that's, and I do still want to be earmarked, (laughs) but I also didn't want to be 100% pigeonholed into <clears throat> only my agents only doing Disney. So then it just honestly I I've only ever posted about wanting more ICs once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um people like Aaron in that same group would talk about me and it just it was really natural. I I don't think up until really recently I was ready to like actually advertise like hi I'm hiring like mm-hmm. it was more um not that I would use those words because I'm not hiring
1: employees. Not hiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oops I just snorted. Sorry for <laughs> the, the podcast <laughs> listeners <That> happens. Um, <laughs> so yeah I know that's a, you have to be very careful as a um, host agency not right to say hiring I know it's right. so funny your vernacular has to change too once you become a host. That's interesting. Okay. So it's just been, I mean, I'm hearing you loud and clear. It's just been an organic growth and it's evolving and, um, um, yeah, so that's, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, I think any successful business owner will say that things tend to evolve and you kind of just have to be open to it and, you know, roll with the punches. So I guess that being said, um, so even though, cause I think a lot of people, when they try to actively bring on ICs, you know, it's sort of a different process, but at the same time, I'm sure that there's, you have a good answer for this. Um, have there been any important lessons that you've learned in the process of bringing on ICs from just sort of like small technical things, like specific CRMs to larger, like mindset, structural things? What would yes. you... Yes, <laughs> to share there. Yes, and yes.
2: So, okay. um, so the first lesson that I learned was about myself, and I will say it. This is a recent lesson that I looked, that I learned really in talking through with someone the issues of some ICs who were not at all responsive. Like mm. here, I was paying for their CRM access, and their you know, email account and they weren't paying the monthly fees as they were Mm -hmm. supposed to, even though there had been a contract signed. And I was adamant that I was not installing sales quotas. And I can tell that Mm -hmm. story in a minute. Um, So I, I did have a monthly fee in place, but that those invoices were going unpaid. And so in talking through, how do you fire someone who's you're not who's not your employee. Right. And I mean that literally in the vernacular of they're not mm-hmm. our employees. You right. can't you cannot require independent contractors to come to a team meeting. You mm-hmm. cannot require a certain amount of hours. Like it is in a sense an independent business for that person and if the timing is bad, all you can do is say, "Okay, I can however require that you pay my invoices." Right or my monthly fees because I am Mm -hmm. paying the overhead of the agency. And so in talking through that with someone, the person said, well, have you given that person sales goals? Have you, how have you managed that person? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? I didn't get into this to manage people. And it was Mm -hmm. like this big light bulb went off. It was like, I'm a team builder and I'm a great mentor. I'm a shitty personnel manager. Can I say that? Ooh. Do we have the rating? Yeah, no, like,
1: we're we're okay with that. Gosh. Same. I got out
2: of working. Same. I got out of working in a a traditional work environment where I had a manager above me and I managed other people below me because. <laughs> I hated managing someone. Mm-hmm. I hated checking to make sure that they clocked in at the right time and doing six-month evaluations on on metrics that didn't have anything to do with their
1: actual output in their job. Like I And hated theoretically it. you shouldn't have to do that with an IC. Theoretically. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. And so that that was the
2: lesson I learned and in a, in a sense that is what finally turned things in terms of seeking other ICs on its Mm. head for me is that I didn't want to seek someone who was like, no, um, you're going to have to tell me what to do. I Mm -hmm. wanted to seek someone who was like, I want to learn from you, but Mm -hmm. I have these ideas too. Okay. And that's what I say. I'm a collaborator and Mm -hmm. I want to be able to offer the person, all the resources that I have and all the knowledge that I gain, but ultimately the person needs to be self-managing because I'm not going to offer that.
1: Yeah, that's a really important lesson, and I I feel like you taught me a lesson about myself, because I've been struggling with the very same thing, like, and I have a past career as a military officer, and I would say that, you know, exercise my leadership team building skills, but I never fancied myself a manager, and I never really realized it until you said that, so Thank you for teaching me an important uh, lesson today. Sure.
2: Well, um, we have an anonymous friend of mine. Thank for that. So
1: <laughs> nice. Thank you, anonymous friends. <laughs> I think that lends us nicely into our next question because, in a roundabout way, I guess. So, because so so the question I had planned was how do you differentiate yourself from other agencies? But I guess along that lines, or if you'd rather answer the question, what is your evolved vetting process then? Like, how have you changed that? So
2: those are good. And I, I can actually answer them both. So when I distinguish myself, I, I don't call myself a, a host agency really. Mm-hmm. And I call everyone my team. And I think of us as almost like a co-op Mm -hmm. As opposed to like uh, any big decisions, I try and run by the team, but I also have a, I have a decision-making, you know, I have an agency manager, I have a, an agency CFO. And so, and those have been put in place, you know, since I started, but, Mm -hmm. but my vetting process is I actually don't even talk to the person until they complete some initial training. And and it's supplier-based training. Um, We send out an email that says it's that Aaron developed my systems gal. It's automated. She sends it out. (laughs) I need to talk Um, to Aaron. She (laughs) sounds awesome. (laughs) The two of you would would really die for sure. So it's, and they have to complete the Disney training and the universal Orlando training before I'll even talk to them because that usually will self-select out a lot of people training is long. It doesn't actually teach you how to book it. It teaches you the product knowledge. And Mm -hmm. if somebody can get through it and then wants to learn more, then I'm like, okay, now I can talk to you. First, you have to show me that you really want it. I
1: still
2: still do informational interviews, but I Mm -hmm. don't offer people... To come on board, like I'll do an informational interview and I'll tell them the questions that they should ask of me and any other agent that they might or agency that Mm -hmm. they might want to work with, but I don't just offer people to come in from that. So still I do an informational interview with someone like how to become an agent or what questions I should Mm -hmm. ask or what looking for. And you come back to me and you're, you're like, oh my God, I really love you, Michelle. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you so much. Here's your training. Let me know when you finish it. And I can tell immediately if somebody is so excited to learn more, they'll go through it and in a week, like they'll sit down on a weekend, they'll chunk it out or they'll at least email me and tell me, oh, I finished module one. I'm going into module two. Like I know immediately how motivated Mm -hmm. they are, but if it drags out or I don't hear from them again, like they've self-selected out and that's great. So then, Mm -hmm. then I will start. So then I'll schedule an informational or more like an interview process of, Mm -hmm. you know, why do you think you want to do this? Have you talked to other agencies? Like my model's kind of different. You know, I don't have sales quotas and here's why. I also try and do less of the talking and make them do more of the talking. Mm -hmm. And I talk a lot, so that's hard for me, Um, but I really... I want to hear if they're able to talk to people because ultimately this is about connecting and talking to people. And if you think you're going to hide behind your screen, you're not going to be successful at
1: it. -hmm. I mean,
2: even just connecting on Zoom, like you just, you have to be able to put yourself out there. Um, So, and then once I talk to people, then, um, then I'll put them through the onboarding. Um, wow. and, and we don't, we don't set them up with their actual email address. I mean, cause once again, that's, that's a cost mm-hmm. to us and giving them their CRM access, which is a cost to the agency until they have done all of these other things and they're committed, they've signed a contract and they've paid their first monthly fee, which covers the access to the CRM and the access to their email address Um, and helps to cover at this point it also helps to cover a few of the other overhead things Mm -hmm. I that is something that as you said in the last segment like we are constantly learning and I I have learned a little bit more about what my overhead is and again the difference between me and Aaron and systems right. and what my burn rate is. Um, and and that fee is is pretty low considering. Yeah. Um, and that may have to change.
1: My ultimate goal that's something I I've, I've toyed with a lot. So you're not alone in yeah, that. <laughs> well,
2: because my ultimate goal was, like I said, as a co-op, was to split the costs evenly mm-hmm. amongst everyone but then it's like, some of us are doing a lot more work than others. And Mm -hmm. so how do you, how do you do that? And so that's still something I'm toying with. I have said to my team, um, that it's not anything that I would change until the end, like until next year, like now we're in a good place.
1: Yeah. It's tricky. And then when you have contracts, you have to like Honor those contracts and you know, think of the timing and I have definitely been there. I get it. Um, well, you've inadvertently answered some of my other questions. Well <laughs> do I like to talk? <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Um, my plan was not to talk too much today. So you're you're A for talking. <laughs> um, so I guess I'm just gonna close with two two questions and answer them however you want. Um So one is, do you think the IC business model is for everyone, or if you'd rather answer it more like, what characteristics do you think somebody should have before they pursue this model? And in that, like, do you have any specific advice for anybody considering this business model?
2: So I guess the first piece of advice I would give to anybody considering this business model is to do just what you did when you started to enter into a travel, travel agency. And that is talk to people who have different models, find mm-hmm. out why they like their model or they don't like their model and what they would want to change about it. And then decide if it's right for you to do. Secondly, mm-hmm. um, I don't know that at least for me that I would think of it as a revenue stream. Like, I don't, you know, it, it, what it, ultimately is going to help me reach my goal of becoming earmarked. And that's through volume Mm -hmm. based on having additional people booking things. And that leads to increased commissions, but it not with Disney actually, but with other suppliers, Yeah, but it's, it's definitely not, um, it's my goal is not to get rich off of Mm -hmm. other people's backs. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I don't, at all try and take advantage of them. So Mm -hmm. it's not a revenue stream for me. It's, Mm -hmm. it's what I try to have it do is basically not lose money on having them, but Mm -hmm. I also (laughs) don't, don't try and make money off the backs of their hard work. Um, and then I guess the other thing I would say is, I mean, I don't know that it is the right thing for everybody. Um, but it doesn't hurt to at least have one person, maybe not even that you call an IC, but somebody who works to your weaknesses and somebody that you can Mm -hmm. play to your strengths. Like Mm -hmm. I don't, even if I didn't have ICs, like I would not be where I am today without having had Aaron Mm -hmm. to look at the systems area in my business model. Like, Mm -hmm. and it's impossible for us to be good at everything. And I, it's just great having a partner, even though yes, she is in in technicality, she is my independent contractor, to have someone who is really, really good at the things that I am not good at. My agency yeah. would not have grown without having her as an addition. Yeah. So um, yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to be out there in the pond all by yourself.
1: Ooh. Well, and I I think there's a lot of takeaways from what you just said. Number one is before you try to grow your agency in any way, make sure you have a solid business foundation. And usually that involves systems. Which nobody likes to think about. They're not sexy or fun. (laughs) You gotta have them. But very few.
2: Some people think they're sexier than others of us.
0: Raising my hand. I know.
2: (laughs) I said, yeah. (laughs) And thank God for people like you. Thank (laughs)
1: God for people like you. And then the other thing I heard from you is just you can't, you can't, and you shouldn't do it alone. Um, And there's so many reasons for that. Um, And and however that manifests in your business structure, um, whether it's, you know, you're a solopreneur, but you just depend on the support from a similarly minded entrepreneurial community, or you have a VA, or an employee or a business partner, however, you know, that manifests or takes shape. Nobody should and can do this alone. Um, Amen. And uh, you just think deliberately before you... You know, completely change your business model, <laughs>
2: right? Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, and that's. And I mean,
2: that's something the three of you say uh, all the time about everything. Like, if yeah. you're gonna do something, make it deliberate. Mm-hmm. I mean, I obviously didn't do that, but I think that I've learned that that would have been a better way to have done I mean, it.
1: And some, but I feel like in in a way, you let it happen. You, so I, um, it's not necessarily deliberate, but I feel like you kind of, things happened and you sort of let them happen without trying to force it into some kind of a box. And in in some ways that's deliberate too, which can be hard for people if you're sort of a control freak and just sort of letting things evolve. Um, in a way that's deliberately letting go of control <laughs> i so. did do that i definitely did i definitely <laughs> did learn
2: that that was so. pandemic lesson number one
1: yeah we no, are not, not in control <laughs> no kidding yeah how many times do we have to learn that lesson in our lifetimes right um <laughs> well i thank you so much for your time today i think that um you know uh, you're talking with you actually was quite different than the conversation I had with Denise so I think it's going to oh. be interesting for oh. our listeners to hear your different answers um and I think people will learn a lot from your experience and then if anybody listening is interested in joining Michelle's team which you know if I were a new agent especially interested in Disney I would be knocking down her door cuz I love the way she described it that would work for me personally oh, um, thank you you know I, but I know that everybody has different needs so um so yeah so if you resonated with Michelle we're linking her contact information in the show notes and um we will also put her other business in there she's has a blogging academy for travel advisors so definitely check that out as well and we intend on doing a future episode with her about her blogging academy which I'm basically committing her to right now without her consent. So no, thank you.
2: I thank you so much. I, you know, I love everything about KTA. So I'm always glad to chat with you and I can't wait to see you in person
1: in yeah, about three weeks. Oh wait,
2: three, four, five weeks.
1: Yeah. Well, by the time this podcast airs, I don't know what time it's going to be, but, um, But thanks again, Michelle, and be sure to join us for our next episode of Travel Biz CEO.
0: Hey guys, thanks for listening. We hope you got something great out of today's episode. If you are wondering where you are out of balance in your travel business, take our free quiz at kinshiptravelacademy.com backslash quiz to find out and receive free resources to help bring you into alignment in your travel business. And if you enjoyed today's episode, take a screenshot and share it on social media. Be sure to tag us at kinshiptravelacademy or hashtag travelbizceo. Also, if you loved us, don't forget to leave a review and be sure to hit subscribe. Here's to you. See you at the next level.